Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Glad to have you on the Money Night Podcast. I'm Ben George, along with Wade Chessman, who is the President and Wealth Advisor of Chessman Wealth Strategies, and we're excited to have you with us today. We're going to explain and explore a word that you hear oftentimes in the financial world, especially with planning, fiduciary, the F word. I don't know if it's the F word you might be thinking about, but the F word, Wade, fiduciary. This is one that gets thrown around a lot, but do people actually know what it means? I think there's a lot of uh, misconceptions and like a lot of stuff. No. I think people yeah. don't necessarily always understand it because it is it's confusing, yeah, and thrown around a lot, like you said, but it's not really explained. Right, you hear it all the time in uh, many situations, but we want to kind of explain what it means and how it impacts you financially, and why you want to maybe pay attention to that designation when you are able to work with a financial advisor like Wade and his team at Chessman Wealth. So we'll dive into that today. Hopefully, you get to a couple of mailbag questions as well that came into the show. Uh, recently. So we'll try to answer a couple of those before we're all done today on the Monday Night Podcast. But a reminder that you'll find everything online at chessmanwealth.com, our podcast, along with everything that Wade and his team offers. And you can also get in touch with Wade, set up a meeting through the website as well. Uh, But if you want to call him, there's a number to call directly is 214-572-2120. Wait, how's everything else going as we uh, we close out the year? This is the first official show of 2022. So uh, will you be setting any resolutions? Well, I don't know about resolutions, but I will definitely be setting goals. Yes, very much. Very, very good. Do you set a bunch of them? Do you just try to do one or two things? How do you structure it? I usually try to set five or six goals. You know, of course, we have a company goals, but right. I have my own personal goals that I want to achieve for the year. And so try not to have too many where it's difficult and impossible to keep up with all of them, but enough where it can make a difference. So I've always been a big fan of goal setting and not only thinking about them, but writing them down and monitoring them and going back to them. So, yeah, I'm ex- I'll am i be working on that here probably next week, just kind of finalizing some of those. Do you work with clients on goals, too? I mean, is that something that you make part of your conversation? Well, certainly when we talk about goals that they're trying to achieve, that's that's where it all begins, right? Yeah. Someone comes in for a to walk through our smart choices wealth management solution process. The first step is let's figure out what the goals are, right? Otherwise we're just kind of treading water. Yeah. We're not really getting anywhere. You know, what's the point of all this if we don't have the goals attached to it? No doubt. Well, we hope you all have a great new year, a, a very prosperous 2022, and hope you able to are able to reach a lot of your financial goals this year. And uh, hopefully with the help of Wade and his team, you're able to do that. But if you haven't started planning, this is a great time to to make that happen. So you know, as you get done with the show, feel free to visit chessmanwealth.com and uh, get more information on how to start that process. All right. The word fiduciary. That's what we want to talk about today. What is it? What does it actually mean? Um, I think some people have probably heard, Wade, hey, you need to work with a financial advisor who is a fiduciary. Um, right. Some people maybe have not even heard the word at all. But what what does it mean and, and why is it important to this conversation? Well, I'd say it's simply me put, it means if someone is a fiduciary, then they have to put clients' needs before their own, right? And certain folks in the in our world, certain brokers, insurance salespersons, they're under a different set of standards called the suitability standard. They're merely required to ensure 
for example, an investment is suitable for at the time of the investment, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to a fiduciary who must avoid conflicts of interest and operate with full transparency. So I'd say that's the biggest difference. There's a suitability standard, and then there is a standard of doing what's in the best interest of the client. And I can give an example if you okay. think that would help. Yeah, example would be a big help, I think. Okay, so let's say you have uh, a client who comes in, long-term investor, not bothered much by market volatility, for example. So under the suitability standard, an advisor can meet with this client, determine what is suitable at that point in time based on goals, risk tolerance. And they may determine that the majority of savings could go into, a, say, a stock mutual fund. The advisor would hand the customer a prospectus that tells the client in deep, you know, all these deep legalese language that the fund they're recommending is operated by the bank that employs them and that they receive a perpetual trailing fee on top of the sales commission. And once the client leaves the advisor's office, they have little further legal obligation to monitor the client's investment. So hmm. that would be what we would call the suitability standard. Was the investment suitable at the time of recommendation? Okay. Let's contrast that with the fiduciary standard. Okay. So first of all, all conflicts of interest must be disclosed, right? You, not telling a client you have a conflict of interest isn't an option. And as a fiduciary, we have a duty to care and must continually monitor not only the investments, but also their changing financial situation, right? Maybe the client's risk tolerance has changed after, you know, certain circumstances have gone. Maybe there was a tragedy in the family causing the client's uh, expenses to skyrocket. Under the suitability standard, the financial planning process can begin and end in a single meeting. Hmm. But for fiduciaries, that first client meeting marks only the beginning of our legal obligation. So it's designed to be a much more proactive, holistic approach. So I think that, in a nutshell, describes the uh, the difference between and you you know that suitability standard and the fiduciary. I mean, which one would you rather have? Yeah, to me, it's pretty clear. You want someone that's going to be working with you through the changes in life because we know there are so many of them year to year that you need those adjustments and. Your goals are going to change. We talk about goals, you know, start the show, but your goals are going to change every year. Um, you know, whether, you know, it's because of a change of a lifestyle or maybe, hey, I wanted to travel a lot. Now I've got a bigger family. I want to stay at home a lot more now in retirement. Like these things are going to change. So it seems to me like a fiduciary, if you're not just kind of a, hey, I just want to have something in place. If you actually do care about what that retirement is going to look like and that you are truly confident, it seems like fiduciary is the route to go. Yeah. I'll give you another example, a hypothetical example, let's say that could have easily have happened. Get a call from a client. We have their plan in place. We have their investment model set up. We're monitoring it. We understand her, this client's hypothetical client's big picture, right? We've done a financial plan. So they have a, a 401k plan somewhere else that we're aware of that she's had for a long time. And let's say that out of the blue, the company where she has the 401k plan They've decided to change providers. They're going to change the plan from one to another. Okay. And at that point, she's either got to let the new plan come on board and invest, reinvest the money and have this lockout period, or she could decide maybe now's a good time to consider doing a rollover. Now, in our instance, you know, we're going to look at that and decide if that's in her best interest, first of all. And second of all, if it is, we're going to understand her big picture, right? Not just this relatively small part of her 
overall net worth, but the whole entire net worth. And where does that money play into the rest of her investments? But on the other hand, this hypothetical client could have gotten a call from a guy out of the blue that had a relationship somehow with this 401k provider, said, hey, we can take care of this for you. We can roll this this IRA over for you and uh, we can invest it. Not really knowing much about the client, not really trying taking the time to understand her, their goals, their objectives, where the rest of their money is, how the rest of their money is, is set up, how it's invested. So he's just, what he would recommend could be suitable the day he did it based on just that small piece of knowledge. But in reality, he's not looking at the big picture. He's not looking at what's in the client's best interest, at least in this hypothetical example that could have easily have happened in real life. That to me is another way to look at it. It's like you get a, he's going to try to talk to you about a, maybe a hot investment or something great, but he's not, he doesn't really understand the complete picture. And then, then we can get into, you know, is he truly disclosing any conflicts of interest he may have, including fees, things like that. So there is a significant difference between the two. And I think it's important to understand. There's two good examples to help people get a better idea of what I'm talking about. Yeah, those are very good examples. And, I, you know, I'm just thinking, it obviously is clear to me that a fiduciary is going to be, is going to better benefit me over my working career and getting into retirement. But if, if somebody's listening, you know, they're trying to learn more about financial planning and they hear this conversation and they aren't working with a fiduciary, does that necessarily mean it's a bad thing? Does that mean that that person's not going to be able to help them as much? No, it doesn't also mean it's necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't mean that person can't help them. Um, I would just say it was if you had to choose A and B, I would look for that fiduciary every time. But there's plenty of, you know, good brokers, people like that, that are doing the right thing for the clients that don't aren't technically fiduciaries. But uh, that's just to me, it's like that's a non-negotiable, you know, start with the fiduciary and then look for other things. So I would say, no, certainly people can still do a good job. I just think it's something that why even take that? Why even? Go there. Just let it pick the fiduciary relationship and then look for other things above beyond. Make that the fact that they're a fiduciary, make it the non-negotiable thing that you're looking for. I love it. Well, that's a good breakdown. Wait, anything else you want to add to that conversation before you hop to the mailbag? No, I think I think that pretty much explains it. I think examples are more meaningful than just trying to go, well, you know, the fiduciary role under rule two B three four. I mean, you know, <laughs> no, no one cares. Let's right. say what does that mean? Yeah. What does that look like, actually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for that, Wade. As always, if you have questions for Chessman Wealth, you can always give them a call, 214-572-2120, or just visit them online, chessmanwealth.com. All right, a couple of mailbag questions. You can send those in through the website as well. Got two I want to get to and uh, get your opinion on, Wade. First one came in from Dean. My plan has been to work for one more year, then find some kind of part-time work for about four years to supplement my retirement income. But now I'm wondering if I'd just be better off to continue working full-time for two more years rather than just the one, than just be done working altogether, which is better. Which is better. You know, (laughs) broken record time, it depends. (laughs) That's the beauty of having a plan. So that's the beauty of having a plan. So if we had a plan, what we could do is we could show some different hypotheticals of you working uh, four years, working one more year, and then doing part-time for four years, or working two more years full-time and then, and then not working at all. You can you can stress those two out and see 
which one would be better. What you may find is that they're it's all about the same, but be nice to know. A lot of it has to do with, you know, the ability to save during that time period and all that stuff. So I'd say it depends. And it would really, I would say it would be worth, that would be a great thing to use as a plan, as a goal. And let's look at it and see which one looks a little bit better than the other one. That's what I would say. Very good. Always depends. And again, the beauty of working with somebody can actually lay it all down on paper and and work through different options and see what's best for you, Dean. So uh, reach out to chessmanwealth.com and get in touch with Wade and, and start that process. But appreciate the question. Claire is next. She says, we recently got a letter promoting a program where we can split our mortgage payments in half and pay every two weeks instead of once a month. Somehow this helps us pay it off faster. Is this something we should be doing? Essentially, what you're doing when you do that is you're making an extra payment. And so if you think about it from a math standpoint, if you make an extra payment every year, it is going to pay down your mortgage faster. So just mathematically speaking, yes, it it makes sense. But what I would tell you is if the bank is going to charge you some kind of fee to do this, you know, like extra fee, just do it yourself. You know, send a, make an extra payment every year, add a little bit to your monthly payment. You can accomplish the same thing without having to pay a fee. So it's yes, it works mathematically. Yes. If you have a loan, if you have a mortgage and it's amortized over time and you make an extra payment, then you are paying more. So that makes sense that you would pay it off quicker. But if they're going to charge you a fee, then just do it yourself, you know, rather than sending your payments to the bank every other week, you know, choose the same result by sending regular mortgage payments once a month, then taking one twelfth of your regular mortgage payment to your check. And sometimes people will send two separate checks, like one that's marked apply to principal. But what I have found is you just make an extra payment, add to your monthly payment. So you'll accomplish the same thing without having to be tied down to that bi-weekly mortgage thing. So it does work, but you don't necessarily need to pay someone to do it. Gotcha. Good stuff there. Thank you for that question. As always, send them in to us. We'd love to hear from you. It is chessmanwealth.com. But if you'd rather talk to Wade directly, you can do so at 214-572-2120. Hopefully we've answered a few of your questions about what a fiduciary is, and hopefully we've cleared that up a little bit for you. But again, reach out to Wade if you want to learn more and if you want to start that retirement planning process. All right, Wade, time to set some goals. Once the show is over, get ready for a new year. (laughs) And uh, I wish you the best, everyone at your office, as well as everyone listening. A happy new year. Thanks, Ben. Happy new year to you as well. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.